Welcome to the Let the Bible Decide broadcast. This broadcast is brought to you by members of the Locust Grove Church of Christ who meet at 240 Bersheba Church Road, Locust Grove, Georgia, 30248. Visit us on our website at locustgrovechurchofchrist.com or come by to one of our weekly services. Our Sunday worship services are at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. We have a Monday night Bible study at 7 p.m. and a Wednesday night Bible study at 7 p.m. Feel free to contact us at 770-957-6999 or 678-994-4668 for additional information. We are concerned about your soul. Now let us begin our study and see what the Bible has to say. On last week, we came from Matthew 7, verse 21, where Jesus is saying that not everyone that said unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Verse 22 says, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name have cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Now we understand from these scriptures that there will be some people, some good people, who on judgment day, will stand before Christ and they will say that they, they have done many good things. They've, they've been, been a good worker. But Jesus will reply and say, I never knew you. And that's the question at hand. That's, that's what we're looking at in this study. There are many people who've done many good works. But as we see in these scriptures, good works alone will not get you into heaven. Our goodness alone will not save you. And we want to make sure that, that we let everyone know that just being a good person doesn't give you a pass into heaven. As we said last week, there are some things that you must do. Now let's turn over. Let's go to another scripture. We want to go to John 4. And start at verse 19. John 4 and 19. It says, The woman saith unto him, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worship in this mountain. And ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when ye shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, 
And now he is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Now, if we look at verse 23, Jesus is saying, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. So, if he's saying that there are some true worshipers, then there must also be some false worship. What Jesus is saying, there is a correct way and there is a incorrect way to worship God. And he qualifies it by saying in spirit and in truth. Then he says, for the father seeketh such to worship him. Now let's, let's examine this. He says that the true worshipers must worship the father in spirit and in truth. Now let's look at when he said in truth, because when we look at spirit, it's going to take us a little longer. So let's, let's go with the easier part of that sentence in truth to worship in truth. You know, in the Bible, John 17, 17 says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Now, the Bible says, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So God's word is the truth. The words of God, the words of Jesus are the truth. John 14 and 6 says, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father except he come by me. Again, Jesus is the truth. God's word is the truth. If we turn to John 8 and 31, the Bible says, Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. Next verse, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And we like to quote that scripture, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. But a lot of times we skip over that preceding verse when he says, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. So when you look at both of those scriptures, he's saying, if you're in his word, if you follow his instructions, if you follow what the Bible says, then you are a disciple of Christ. And we could go into, into the word disciple, and that's a student, a follower. But he qualifies, he said, if you continue in my word, and we just read in John 17, it said, John 17, 17, it says, sanctify them through thy truth. 
that word is true. So God's word, we must abide by. God's word, the Bible, is what directs us in regards to life and godliness. No manual, no book, no uh, uh, addendums, only God's word. If you are worshiping somewhere that the word of God is not fully being late, being instructed. If you are worshiping somewhere where anything else has been written to instruct you on God and worshiping God, then you're in the wrong place. Jesus said, you must continue in my word. And, and the sad part about it is that the Bible is sufficient for everything we need. Everything that pertains to life and godliness, we can find in the Bible. The inspired words of God. So why would we need men to come up with additional books or additional ways that they have concocted that are better, supposedly better than the Bible. If you are in a religious organization and they are going by any kind of manual or anything other than the Bible, you are being led incorrectly. And the sad part about it is that you may be doing many good works. You may do all the things. You may be the nicest person in your community. You may give to the poor, visit the sick, treat everyone nicely. But if you are following are, and if you are in a religious organization that is following, I guess it's direction from anything, any other book, anything besides God's word, you will not see God's face in peace. God is going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. Because we, he tells us in his word that we must worship in spirit and in truth. And the truth part we see is God's word. God's word doesn't need any help. God's word will stand alone. So again, if you are in a religious organization in which there's some kind of manual or addendum or charters or just various things that make up your religion, religion and religious practices, 
and you're not following the Bible, then you're not worshiping in spirit and in truth. It says God, in that verse it says, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. He seeketh those who worship, who are worshiping him, following the truth. Everyone else that's not following God's word, he will say, depart from me. I never knew you. No matter how many good deeds you've done, your goodness alone would not get you into heaven. God's word is the truth. So we've covered from that verse, the when he says, worship in spirit and in truth, we've covered the truth part of that. And we understand that the truth is God's word. No if, no if, ands, or buts. I don't have enough knowledge. There's no man that has enough knowledge to give you any religious information that's better than God's word. God's word is the final answer. No one needs any, any other additional resources than God's word. Now, the other part of that is, shall worship the Father in spirit. So we'll start with the spirit part. But one thing I want to make sure we, we realize that the Holy Spirit has never operated in a out-of-control manner. We have the wrong perception of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit doesn't make you run around the church building. The Holy Spirit doesn't come in once the music starts. The Holy Spirit doesn't make you turn over chairs and turn over pews. The Holy Spirit does not make you speak in gibberish, a word that uh, no one else can understand. And to be honest, you don't even understand. That's not what the Holy Spirit does. So let's clear that up. And on next week, we will make sure that we talk more about the workings of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for tuning in and we bid you Godspeed.